This is The Pep Talk, a podcast for people who suck at optimism. My name is Jade Lanier, and welcome to the fourth episode. I have decided to reformat the show uh, to try to make it better, and I'm going to be publishing twice a month now, bringing you something new, trying something new. You can let me know what you think at thepeptalkpodcast at gmail.com or social media, whatevs, whatevs works for you. I'm down with that. You'll also notice that we have a new logo. Um, I took the original one designed by a graphic designer and I uh, modified it to incorporate the uh, theme of my new website, which is going to incorporate Jade. You know, my name, because I'm a fucking narcissist. Anyways, um, just kidding. I fucking love my name. I don't care. Anyway, so... The logo's going to match the website. You know, hashtag rebranding. Pick-me-ups. Small activities, practices, or items you can try to give yourself a boost if you need it. One thing I often do before a job interview or something that's nerve-wracking, like a date or a difficult conversation or whatever, is I lip-sync. So whether that be like in the car on the way there, you know, I'm pumping Beyonce, I'm, you know, serving you choreo, like everything. Um, it could be at home, it could be just in my headphones, like in the bathroom, you know, again, Beyonce, like, I'm a survivor, I'm not gonna give up, and then just like, you know, twerking against the stall, whatever. I mean, it's just, it's something that gives me a confidence boost every single time, because, yeah, I mean, how can you, you know, how can you get into your delicious mode, and then get into an interaction with someone and feel like you're not the shit, because that's just like, this is where that brings me. Another pick-me-up is to take yourself on a date. Um, I think it's funny and I think it's also unfortunate that so many fun, fun things are, like, reserved for groups or for couples, and I just think that that's unreasonable. I mean, movies are just as good when you watch them by yourself or... You can go to a fair by yourself, or you can go to the beach by yourself. You can do all different kinds of things. I think that you can show yourself some love in a new way by taking the time to decontextualize a lot of the things that you imagine are reserved for other people that are in relationships or whatever. Um, myself, I like to do this by going to a coffee shop and getting, like, whatever drink I want, and reading. And for me, it just feels like this kind of luxurious. <laughs> it's funny that, like, a $5 latte is luxurious, but whatever. <laughs> um, it feels like a treat. It feels like, you know, this is for me. This is my space. This is my zone, you know. I would say don't wait to be in a relationship to do things that you want to do. Like, if it's important to you to, you know, see sunsets, like, you can fucking see the sunset by yourself. So just make that space in your life to do things for yourself that you would do for someone else. I really feel, like, I struggle to come up with a definition of what self-love actually is. 
Because basically what I've come down to is it's like boundaries plus treating yourself like you would someone you care about. And I think that that extends to dates. I do. I think that it's a really important idea for people to incorporate into their self-care the idea that I am worth my own time. I am worth my own money. I am worth the indulgences and the planning and the fun that I create for other people with other people. Like, I'm worth that in and of myself. So, I think that's really empowering. I'll get off my fucking soapbox now. So there's this blogger, Sarah Von Bargen, who is kind of a badass. Um, I'm a fan of her work, and one of the interesting things that she has contributed to the internet is the idea of having a new things practice. So this sounds very, like, woo-woo probably, but I'm down. It's really cool. Um, I think it makes your life more interesting And basically what she does is she creates a list of new things she wants to try every year on her birthday. And they all have to be, like, under 50 bucks. So not, like, skydiving or, you know, expanding her diamond collection or some shit. It's like, you know, try baked Alaska. Uh, what are some things on her list that were cool? Well, they're all cool, but... You know what I'm trying to say. One of them was going to a nude beach. Her list that's on the current, like, sidebar on her website says, uh, take an adult ballet class, try a sensory deprivation tank, drive a jet ski, go storm chasing, which is in the Midwest. In California, we don't, we don't do that here. Um, take an overnight bike trip. Take a sailing class, stay overnight on a houseboat, make kombucha from scratch, try paddleboarding, take a curling lesson, go geocaching, go to a Russian bathhouse, birdwatch, take an aerial yoga class. That is so dope. Oh my god. Make lefse from scratch, read Benjamin Franklin's autobiography, see All About Eve, make a frame-worthy watercolor, visit the Maharishi Vedic City in Iowa, and eat baked Alaska. Like, those are all really interesting original things. Um, So, I think that this is a great pick-me-up because just inviting new things into your life does so many things. It's stimulating, interesting, provides excitement and entertainment. It provides, you know, new things to talk about, new things to add to your resume, um, maybe new practices or, or things that will continue to add to your life, like whether that be, you know, trying a spiritual practice, or maybe you discover a new favorite food or something. I think it makes life more interesting. Like, if your goal is to meet new people, or if it's to be more flexible, or it's to travel more, or it's just to have a more interesting life, like taking the time to think about those things, like what in my life do I actually want to try? What am I curious about? That's a really great place to start. Oh, and I'm including a link to the post that she made about this last year about trying new things. She is awesome, and this idea is awesome, so go check it out. The pep talk. So, in this segment, I want to combine a bunch of elements of different 
segments. Um, today I'm going to tell a story. One day when I was working at a job that made my hair fall out and my labs become abnormal and I had difficulty sleeping and couldn't keep food down and was just fucking miserable. I was looking at LinkedIn on my bathroom break, hoping that a new job would fall out of the sky. And instead, I reconnected with an acquaintance from college. So this acquaintance and I have a couple things in common. We knew each other in the context of lots of like feminism and activism and student orgs and things like that. She's a really interesting person. And I was just like, well, we work in the same city, and this person seems cool, so I'm going to say hi. One thing led to another, and this person and I, her name is Marina, ended up making plans for dinner um, at a place near my job. I was pretty excited about it. It was like, I hadn't seen this person in a while, and I also wasn't that close with them, so... I knew we had some things in common, but I basically only knew that. And it was, I was excited to have some sort of reference to my past in front of me because I was very overwhelmed by the new life I was living in a new city and a new job with very little in the way of a support system. Besides my partner at the time, who is now my spouse. The day that we were going to meet up, I was staring at the clock. <laughs> As many people who have been an employee anywhere will know what that's like. I'm waiting for it to count down to eight hours so that I can get the fuck out of there. And I got out early and he texts me and says, hey, some stuff at the office is running late. Um, is seven. Okay. And I was like, yeah, that's fine. No worries. Um, so I stomp around the area. I explore behind buildings and walk in between bushes and trees and find out new pathways to go places that I go all the time. And I enjoyed that. I stroll up to the restaurant. I say hello. Uh, we start getting our food. It's more of a buffet-style type of place. We sit down. And Marina kind of unravels in front of me in a good way about, you know, her love life, her career, her stories, her health, psychology, her goals. You know, we touch on topics that we've talked about on Facebook in the past. And, you know kind of check in about you know, people that we know and what we're up to. I'm really fascinated by Marina because she's a really dynamic person and she gives off this energy that she knows what's going on. She's the same age as me. She's 25 or so. She says something to me that is really funny. She says, when you told me that you were in marketing, I thought, why? 
And I was like, yeah, that's kind of what people say when they find out. Uh, it feels validating to hear that, and it's also a little strange for my miserable reality to be in conflict with who people know I am. Who people that have known me know I am. I explained to her that I'm waffling between staying and going. I have a good boss, I have good benefits, and I am slowly dying. And I don't know what to do. I feel trapped by the stigma of leaving a job before the one year mark. I feel really afraid of searching for something that's a better fit because that feels more challenging than staying here and battling through whatever this job is going to be. Marina tells me to get a life insurance policy and other things that I didn't understand. She sort of is plucky about, you know, make the best of it, move on. She can see that I'm kind of beat up by life at this point. Marina feels like a safe person to share this exasperation and isolation that I'm feeling. And I'm inspired by the conversation, you know, by hearing about the things she really cares about beyond what you can see on Facebook and how her mind works in ways that mine doesn't. And I'm feeling really grateful to connect over some food. I walk her out to her car while I wait for my wife to pick me up. And I ask her if she feels some kind of inconsistency with her radical political beliefs and with corporate life. And she says, without dropping a beat, thriving is an act of resistance. To live and thrive in a world that does not want me to, that's the most radical thing I can do. She hugged me and told me to keep in touch, that we should hang out more often. I agreed and I smiled, waving as she drove away, kind of dumbfounded still by what she said. It didn't really make a full dent in my inability to make a decision about leaving this job, but it did plant a seed within me that my own well-being and growth mean something larger than just me being happy. They mean something greater to the universe and how the world turns out. Thriving as an act of resistance means that my life matters. My happiness matters. In ways that were really hard to see then. I still quote that to people from her. Thanks, Marina. All right, dear listeners, that was the end of the fourth episode. (laughs) Please subscribe, rate, and review the pep talk on iTunes. It really helps the show. All the social media and everything is in the show notes. 
This introduction was written, hosted, and produced by me, Jade Lanier. Tritakion composed our theme music. Friendly reminder that getting your shit together is a continuous process, and that success is a moving target. Be kind to yourself in the meantime. This is the pep talk. Talk to you later.